0: El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación.
1: Hey,
2: welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions 400 times. Joining me today, he's the co-host of this podcast, he fucking hosts a podcast called Jeff Has Cool Friends, co-hosts a podcast called Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, he doesn't even fucking like sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May Also joining me He used to be the co-host of this podcast And now he's got a big corporate gig Doing sports podcasts For a company Mark Cuban started, I think Right? That was Mark Cuban's thing, wasn't it? Yahoo? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen Always happy to have him here, Brett (sighs) Raider. It's gonna be a great 400th show Hey everybody! Welcome to the four hundredth episode of Unpopular Opinion. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, stop it! I,
1: again, people
2: are watching this time.
1: time. People are watching this time. I understand that. I and they can see whatever it is that you're doing right now, and it's four hundred episodes of old. Adam, stop it!
2: Wow, you're you're being a dick as usual. That's that's Jeff. Everyone also cool. also here, Brett Rader for the four hundredth episode. Brett, how is it going? It's going good. Hit it, I mean, Brett. I... You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first say few minutes. Very nice. Because I spend all of that time asking I everyone else that I what they've been doing when all I really want to talk about is what I've been up to since last week. And that's why we call this segment This Week in Me. And it's about to get way more intense before it gets less intense. Here goes. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, fade it out, Brett. Brett, Brett, we fade, we fade it out.
3: Oh, yeah. This isn't. It's not working. Funny. It's not broken
2: anymore. It's Brett.
3: broken. The knob is broken. Oh, fuck! All right. It's getting louder.
2: But seriously, Brett, how's it going?
3: <laughs> it's going fine. Are you? Rec- are you? Just one. Just one technical question. Are you recording this? The the audio it doesn't because it, it doesn't appear as if I'm
2: it not. Was. I'm not recording it on Zoom. I am a professional. So, oh, OK, I'm okay. recording cool. it right. through my mixer. I was just trying. I'm just trying to see. I'm,
3: I have I have producer brain on still. So I'm just making sure that everything's going good. You're just you're just uh, here to
2: relax today, baby.
3: I? I don't know. It's fine. It's 10 in the morning. I'm not quite I'm not quite uh, awake yet. Still working on my second coffee. Haven't seen you guys in a while. Has, how's everybody doing? How are all the friends in the, in uh, Internet Town doing? Hit me up. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> at Jack on Twitter.
2: Well, I'm doing good. Jeff, are you doing good?
1: I'm doing I've I've been, I've been up. I've already gone for my run. Oh, I've already God. eaten breakfast. I mean, oh, things God. are going
2: great. Yeah, I've been up since uh, like 630 or so. That's typical for me. I'm not usually asleep much yeah, past me that
3: i'm 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 a, a 6 30 guy myself but it's saturday i, I allowed myself an 8
2: a.m i mean i got my a body. dog i got a dog she's not gonna let anyone sleep past seven
1: yeah and my body's just like no this is what we do every morning my dog you don't get extra time yeah
2: my dog will shit <laughs> on my chest if i sleep past seven
1: so you, you usually try to sleep past
3: seven
2: yeah i try to i try to like i leave a treat up there and everything
3: yeah not uh, not every day no just when i'm feeling
2: sometimes it's
3: just on vacation
2: yeah just when i'm having that shit on my chest kind of morning you know Mm.
1: so uh this this is the introduction to the episode (laughs) by the way
2: the 400th episode yes and
1: 400 more (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're uh
2: we're talking about this is going to be a pretty cash episode we're we're just talking about opinions we might have held back when the show started or thereabout that we've uh changed our mind on we got people watching live we're going to do a your voice matters segment at the end and if you want to ask us a question live raise your hand and we'll get to you you might one
1: thing uh by the way that i mean you didn't mention and this is important is that for one of the people watching adam is going to send you a thousand dollars
2: uh yes but i'm watching also so you have to take that into account So that person that I send a thousand
1: dollars to might be me. Sure. Now I'm going to use a random number generator (laughs) to select. I was under the impression
3: that each of the participants would slowly be rooted out through some sort of personal hubris. Yeah. And the final one would be gifted the Unpops empire in a glass elevator.
2: Well, we have to see who can stay on this Zoom
1: the longest. 30 day
2: cap. 30 day cap.
1: Uh yeah. I mean th- if we want to make this survivor, I'll do a survivor. Brett, are you or Jeff, big brother. Actually, or Jeff big brother. I think you would be good on Survivor?
3: Have you applied or do you have any interest of go on going on Survivor? No, I'm good.
1: Yeah, you'd
2: okay. be good on it. Brett, are you I, I, st- are you standing? Uh, me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Wow.
3: I have a I have a standing desk. I, I mean it's like a it's a motorized, so I can sit down I'm, Ooh. Not, I'm not that sort of person. But I I stand for whenever I record podcasts, I find myself a more more active listener and a more active speaker, and it's a more engaging,
2: full body experience. You should you should be like doing basketball tricks while you're recording
1: because you got all this mobility. The B and Brett stands for basketball. Yeah, that's yep. right. I'm on a yoga ball. Oh, I'm in a see, chair, en- like an see, adult.
3: Jeff's engaging his core. I'm engaging my full body. And Adam,
2: Adam's here. I'm, yeah, Adam's, I'm sitting. I'm sitting. Adam's I'm wearing a, technically alive right now. I'm wearing a bitch and Rocky hat. So there's that rocky three the best throw Rocky the towel. movie. throw the towel best rocky movie by far rocky three uh so did everyone did everyone bring some pins i got at least three
1: i brought one strong one and a couple of smaller ones okay who wants I to brought two small ones who wants to go first brett you want to start with the small one sure. get going? i'll go yeah i'll go you know as always brett
3: <laughs> has a small one um so I'm going to start. I think it's going to be easy. The prompt for the episode again was, you know, opinions from 2013 when we started the show that maybe we've evolved past in the last eight years. And to be honest, I can't really remember much about eight years ago. And I think
2: is it because be you smoke easy. weed every day? Hey. No, I,
3: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't
2: um, like right now.
3: Prior to to 2013, I I did. But actually, since then, I kind of have been. Anyways, I think it's going to be very easy in this episode to say like, oh, this TV show is more racist than I thought or this movie is more sexist than I thought or homophobic or whatever, which is good. Yeah, It's, it's a good thing that in the last decade, we've really noticed some of these things a lot more. I'm going to my first one is going to be more sort of emotional in that. It's like something I've just learned about myself now that I'm an older man in my, in my mid to late 80s. I hated being wrong about things. And I think that's a, that's a common feeling to think like, oh, I don't want to be wrong about stuff. Well, I mean, how much of politics now is people just demanding that they're right all the time, no matter what absolutely bonkers ass thing they're saying? I've realized in the last eight years that I like being wrong. It's a wonderful thing to be wrong. It's a great thing to admit that you're wrong. It costs literally nothing in your personal life, in your professional. Don't be wrong about like I, I landed sometimes it is. plane. <laughs> I landed the plane inside the <laughs> mountain. Don't be wrong about that, please. But I think I think it's good to be wrong because being wrong, don't be like bullheaded wrong but to to notice when you're wrong about things admit when you're wrong about things and just move on because when you're wrong and when you find out you're wrong you're actually learning something and that's a brilliant beautiful experience and something as a younger person you just want to be right all the time you want to you want to stick to your guns and now again that i'm in my mid to late upper 90s i just i just don't i just don't fucking care anymore and i just I'm so excited to be wrong about things. And I don't have like a specific example. It's
1: just something that I've been thinking about.
2: I mean, that's a very mature take. Yeah.
1: I'm growing it, up. It kind of seems like up. you're like seeking being wrong. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> no. no, I prefer to be wrong.
3: No. I mean, I, I don't have like a, I don't have like a, a I don't have a, a you know a a crazy like mind-blowing revelation here other than we've been asked here in this prompt to look back on the eight years and see what's changed about us and i and i've noticed in myself just like a, a willingness to to just you know be wrong not be just not be as intense about my opinions We're getting the episode started off great with just such a fucking milk toast.
1: It's a very bong rip answer. It is. You just like took a rip and we're just like, you know what, man? Being wrong is actually right. Yeah.
2: No, you're right. (laughs) I don't know. But
3: like, okay, what do you want me to to say? Like, actually. No, you're doing great. I think
2: it's a good answer. I
3: don't know. And that's that's where we don't have to to spend that much time on it. But I I implore everyone at home to just like think about it, man.
2: I think it's I think it's a thing that you can kind of apply in reverse to to stuff like uh, arguing politics with people on the Internet. Like, what do you care if you're right and they're wrong? Like, are you are you going to change that person's mind? Are you going to flip the Republican Party back to being semi normal one constituent at a time no you're just going to frustrate the shit out of yourself so yeah i think i think a similar thing is you don't always have to be right sometimes you can just let people who are wrong fuck off
3: yeah i mean that being said like people many people are fucking really wrong all the time and i have no time for them and i'm not gonna i don't really create a life for myself where i have to argue with people i just don't like arguing with people in general but you know, I've just even noticed in myself, you know, at a, at a younger age, I wanted to be steadfast in my opinions. And now I just really don't care.
2: Well, I think Ooh,
3: you're wrong yeah.
1: about something.
2: Fantastic.
1: Oh,
3: that's great.
2: <laughs> that's great. That's
1: fantastic. I love it. Jeff. Uh, okay. I'll start with the, my big one. How about that? I'll, I'll, uh, okay. I'll just, um, uh, you can't say whatever you want. Just because you're doing stand-up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that uh, th- there are words that should be disallowed and that-, that certain people shouldn't be allowed to say. And I used to say, like, but that's the point is it's the theater. You know, it's it's not blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it to be racist. I'm saying it to call attention to it, or-, or something like that. No, yeah. no, I don't need to do that. That's, the transgression no, that. is the is the art well it's it's yeah and there were times like and we've we've talked about this before and I'm assuming you both have seen bits jokes that I've done that I have since shifted very far away from because they used words that were very divisive and hurtful to other people they were done in a way to be subversive and call that concept stupid. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. The, the intent of, of the, the usage doesn't usurp the actual usage of the words. And I was very sort of libertarian about comedy back in the day. And I've since um, grown slightly, which is ironic because I think a lot of people in our world have done the exact opposite because they saw one man become very successful doing it. Yeah. And you know, the, the I know the stand-up scene has become uh excessively divisively toxic because of that. Uh and I think uh, you know, obviously, you know, the shift has come more recently. It wasn't like we recorded in episode one in twenty thirteen and then in 2014 I had this revelation and it's been this way forever. I mean it's it's a relatively recent over the past couple of years way of reexamining my views on words beyond just intent. Right. And I and that's not to say that like if you say one wrong thing it's cancelable or I also don't see that intent doesn't matter in stand up. I'm saying there are certain things that just shouldn't be said by certain people.
2: Yeah, it's a different world now. And in any profession You have to keep up with the times. Like I used to work in health insurance and I worked with so many people who were like, well, we didn't use computers when I started. So I don't really like I don't I'm not going to learn all that computer stuff. And my thought was always, well, you should be fired like you don't belong in the workplace anymore
1: because you're not willing to do the things other people do to do the job correctly i i got into a fight with another teacher because she was like don't even send me an email because i i don't read them and i was like oh well you're you're bad and you don't know how to learn and you're a teacher and that's bad yeah i had a supervisor who did not know how to forward emails and one
2: time she got an email that had this miles long url in the middle that we were supposed to click and she printed the fucking email out and put it on our desk I'm like, I can't click that link from this piece of paper, you maniac. And I feel the same way about comedians who are like, what? I've always been using these words. It's just comedy. It's like, man, comedy is different now. And if you don't want to change with it, you're a fucking dinosaur who deserves to go extinct.
3: Yep. And there's there's going to be the four who are popular because of that. Because they're like, no one can tell me what to do. I'm Tim Allen. Like, and it's like literally Tim Allen, Adam Carolla, and what, like, so there's going to be a lot of, like, people who are like, I'm going to be the one who still stands up for free speech, who still is weirdly racist and homophobic with with my diction. Okay, so, like, all right, four of you guys can still be popular because there's going to be a little subsect of comedy fans who are like, yeah, we want someone who really tells it like it is, but, like, that's that's going away. The gas engine is going away.
1: The, and the Corolla bit is actually very interesting because all he does now is talk about cancel culture and how you can't say things. anymore. It's like, you can't even say a joke anymore. It's like, you're not telling jokes anyway. So yeah. I used to be talk about something. I, I, I was
3: kind of out on him in 2013, but in 2010, I was a huge Corolla fan and I have like, completely 180 i think he's i mean by 2013 i was pretty much there but like just complete flip like no one like and the libertarian word is is sort of exactly jeff the the kind of the right one there where it's like it's a free country i can do whatever i want and it's it's really truly disgusting and, and I don't know, it's just, it's gonna go away. It's like, it's not gonna end well and you're just gonna be like yelling at, you know, like a Old half man
1: yells at Cloud.
3: Yeah, like a half full like casino in like, you know, Palm Desert or whatever and it's just like, okay, cool you have your fans but I think a lot of this too, it, it, it's not only just in, not only just in comedy but also just in real life like how a lot of People have really kind of understood what's been going on with transgender folks in the last five to 10 years, use of pronouns, accepted, just accepting people using different pronouns or genderless pronouns. And people, even people who I think of as quite liberal understanding people have a bit of a knee jerk reaction to that. Like, why? And it's like, because they're asking nicely. Yeah. I mean, here is what else do you need
1: more than that? A good example. You say
3: something, and, and another person's like, actually, that really bothers me.
1: Can you please not? And that should just be the end of the conversation. I think Chappelle is a good example of that because he was very, he was just like, well, wh- how come they're sort of jumping the line in, in having to not deal with progress the way that we've had to as the Black community? And he's very valid in talking about how the Black community suffered for such a long period of time. Um, and that it seems as if trans rights are are something new. Uh, and so he kind of had this sort of pushback reaction to it, and, and it has really divided, I think, stand-up comedy. But the one thing that he's not taking into consideration in any of this is how much progress has sort of exponentially moved forward socially, and it, it moved forward almost like technology, where like, Technology is not, it doesn't move forward slowly. It moves forward exponentially. Yeah. When you look at like cell phones, for example, it's like you had a briefcase cell phone, you know, or you had one on a backpack of Moore's some dead law. soldier in world war two or whatever. And that eventually became, yeah. What's the, what's the law called? It's called Moore's law. M o o
3: r e. I I mean, it's specifically about like transistors in, in like semiconductors, but it, like it applies to like computing speed, you know, battery size, all this stuff in technology. Yeah. Where it's the phone
1: size, yeah, phone size, for example. Like what cell phones aren't beaming tumors into our heads anymore. Uh, and they're, they're doing so much more and blah, blah, blah. And we have these computers in the palm of our hands. Well, that is sort of like the direction that social justice has been progressing the, or the speed, excuse me. And to be upset that other people aren't suffering for as long as your group is, is kind of antithetical to the concept.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I also think Trump becoming president has a lot to do with it. We actually got an email from a listener not long after Trump was elected, and they were just like, hey, now that Trump's in office, how about you cool it with the casual racism? And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's a a fucking different world now. Or, I mean, a white guy would say, yeah, well, like it is different with Trump in office, though. Like, once the leader of the country is engaging in that shit and not in a casual way, in a way that, oh, hey, this could, this could cost people their lives, then it's a whole other ball yeah. game. It's one thing, like when Obama was in office and everyone was like, hey, man peace in the world we're all cool now like it was just a different
1: wedding in the middle east
2: yeah i mean it was just a different environment i'm gonna get to obama later in this episode don't worry but i just things are different now like you can't align your ideology with trump and expect most people to be like yeah yeah that's that's what I want to follow.
1: Yeah, making somebody feel unsafe or uncomfortable is not the point of comedy. Like, nobody should feel uncomfortable at a comedy show unless they're a heckler, and then they should feel awful and uh, and uh they should feel terrible and leave badly.
2: Yeah, comedians want to be able, not all comedians, but the type of comedian we're talking about, they want to be able to make people uncomfortable without themselves feeling uncomfortable for doing it, which that's not a fair bargain like if you want to go out on the road and tell you're fucking swiping right like a gay french king jokes like jerry seinfeld did like get ready for those college students who why are they even going to see seinfeld in the first place but they're gonna fucking say something and you can't expect that to not be a thing it's not like social media exists now You're not operating inside
1: isolated comedy clubs where the news isn't going to get out. Side note, how easy would it have been to just not say gay and come up with a better adjective? Like, you're supposed to be the best joke writer in the fucking world, and you can't come up with a word that isn't gay? It's like you're in fourth grade.
2: Yeah, and who are you to criticize people on Tinder? You sport-fucked 17-year-olds for your entire career.
1: Yeah, but like a straight French king.
2: Yes, yes, so... I guess that's fine. Yeah, fuck Jerry Seinfeld, man. He, he feels more up. like
3: a like a Belgian king. La <laughs> Belgique. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, should that I get what about you, bud? I, I'm going to go with a, a slightly less uh, charged one for my first one.
1: Is it about Israel?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all <laughs> Israel Palestine related. Um, digital music is the best music format. Had you asked me in 2013, I would tell you, hands down, it's vinyl. vinyl. And he, here's the thing. Vinyl is still the best listening experience. And for me, there are bands I will always buy on vinyl and I will keep that vinyl forever and ever and ever. But God damn, is that a hassle? Like you can't build a formidable music collection with just vinyl without owning a home that has a room dedicated just to storing that shit. Digital and, music, on the other hand, uh, it's easy to store. If you uh get it from used CDs these days, very fucking cheap to get. And you can get it in as high or low of a quality format as you want, and you don't have to pay... Like, streaming music is a scam. Like, I don't know how we went from Napster to, okay, well... Instead, how about you just give us money every month for the rest of your life, and you can have access to all the music in the world. I don't want all the music in the world. Science has proven having too many choices actually kind of bums you out. So I bought, I bought a fucking iPod in 2021. Granted, I bought it on Etsy from a guy who retrofits them with two terabyte hard drives. So now oh, I, have an, I have an iPod that holds 400 thousand songs i'm gonna be able to just put music on that that i can keep the rest of my life for the rest of my life i might have to take it to a repair shop and replace the battery but that's so much easier
3: i'm gonna steal it i don't very much agree and very much disagree let's hear it yes digital music is so much better than fucking vinyl grow up and with with all these things whether it's digital or vinyl or cd yeah you can just say oh yeah it's uh you know the bitrate right It's got the bits. It's got 24 bits. It's got 16 bits. It's got the kilobytes per second. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you're listening to it on air. If you're listening to it on AirPods, what's the fucking difference? It's about, it's one thing, the actual quality of the sound file or the vinyl pressing, great. But in the end, it does have to be, you know, output through speakers. And if you're listening to it on shitty speakers, or if you're listening to it on AirPods, which are a great, brilliant device, they're not for sound quality. No, they're about ease of use and they're about quick, easy integration with a phone. That being said, and the vinyl thing, here's the thing. I can't I like professionally work with sound and I can't tell the fucking difference between vinyl and like digital music.
2: Yeah, the, all, the difference really. between vinyl and a CD even is really minimal. It's there, but it's minimal.
3: Someone I'm sure someone with a lot tr- more train of an ear can tell the difference and and I admittedly I you know I'm not a I'm not a music engineer or whatever.
1: yeah I don't know shit Podcast about
3: it and, shit. and it I can tell sounds- the difference between a lot of stuff more than most people but I'm also sure that the, the cat the, the chasm between me and like an actual true like audio engineer is even more massive um also i remember i was in college and i was like "Ooh, the vinyl thing's happening i got a myself a little, little vinyl little turntable sort of thing press girls bring them over oh, hey you want me to throw this uh beatles album on the um, vinyl i love how girls yeah. are impressed by a
1: beatles album
2: yeah that doesn't seem yeah. like have you
1: heard of them it's that uh, this new band out of liverpool Side side note, if anybody says their favorite group is the Beatles, you're just like, that's like saying your favorite food is bread. mm, I mean, not really. Bread is fantastic.
2: The beat, like, I know it's really popular to be like me, the Beatles, the Beatles were innovative as fuck. They introduced a lot of things to music that would not exist without them. Like Like doing
1: drugs. Okay. Okay. I, I will I will posit, though, that and, okay, and this okay. is actually in reference to uh, oh. comics as well. That just because something is is uh, the first at something doesn't necessarily mean they're the best. Yeah.
2: But in the Beatles case, it is like name a band that imitates the Beatles. That's better than the Beatles. Fucking Oasis. The Verve. Who is it? It's the Verve. Portugal, the man. Fuck the Verve. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Yeah. I also I. What? Go ahead. I'm not,
3: I'm not anywhere close to being. Oh, close. OK, good. Oh, great. So I'm on we're on the bed we're getting we're getting hot and heavy
2: and we're listening so happiness is a warm gun man. and then all
3: of a sudden yes every 22 minutes i gotta fucking get up and flip that shit grow up
1: vinyl you're talking sucks. about the girl right <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about
3: okay and then okay so that's the vinyl thing vinyl is a pain if you love it great if you have the This high fidelity amplifier and these, you know, $4,000 speakers you got from like the home theater section of Best Buy. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. On the Spotify thing, it's all about ease of access. For $10 a month, you don't have to fucking do the whole Napster, LimeWire, Kazaa thing. For $10, for essentially one CD a month, the cost of one CD a month, you're getting all the music in the world and it's about ease of access same thing with movies right you could torrent fucking game of thrones or whatever fucking movie or i know it's all split up now and you're essentially paying the same price between hbo and netflix and hulu and it's way more now Lord knows what but it's just all there and honestly i mean for me i always think about convenience and it's like all right for 120 bucks a year i don't have to go through i don't have to like buy a buy a used cd and rip it what are you fucking mark zuckerberg i don't know i'm have, someone who value to have a disc drive on any of my computers they cost so
2: 24.99 you can buy an external one i'm not a, a fucking drive? weirdo oh God. here's oh the thing God. the reason you feel that way and most of the world feels that way is because i don't know if any artistic medium has been devalued more than music like I don't oh, pay, been, yeah. I don't pay for music was our national fucking motto for like five years. And when bands got mad about it, we had the gall to mock them over it. And it's like they are being stolen from like we wouldn't like we wouldn't stand for that now, but it's developed it's music, to the it's m- most content. It was
3: all I right. Would- if you wanted to read a fucking article, you had to buy, you had to stick a quarter in the little thing and buy a New York times or buy a time magazine or buy a rolling stone. And Hey, trust me, I work in digital media. I've, I've been laid off before. Like it, ha- like whether it's um, editorial, you know, print work or music, or video it's like it all needs to be free now and that the digital advertising market is 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 another fucking giant can of worms and all sorts of stuff is being devalued there was a time where it's like i'm not paying to like i mean there were movies i'd pay to see but also like there's a movie i wasn't like particularly ready to drop 12 bucks on it's like yeah i'll fucking torrent this shit or like a Ooh, tv show it's like all right well i don't have
1: this channel so i'm gonna torrent it a day after it comes out i actually believe and in all media don't became get free what i believe in then you don't get it if you're not gonna will, be willing to pay for something then you shouldn't have access to it no
3: I, i'm not saying I'm not. Listen, I pay for all the. I have every fucking.
1: I don't mean you specifically. I mean that mentality. I mean Brett specifically. But
3: but also like I think it's also it was a thing that came about in the early 2000s amongst young people. Young people don't pay
1: for fucking anything. Like young people don't have money. Well, people do that with jokes now. They think that they they just swipe, you know, screenshot a tweet, cut your name out of it, or just fucking copy it and share it.
2: Yeah, and it, it I. I know I still participate in that in a lot of ways. Like every time you take an Uber, you're fucking over an entire industry that was doing fine
1: before they showed up. But do you I, mean taxis? Yeah. Depends what city yeah. you're talking about. To be fair, I, mean, I, ne- ne- La- I, never, I never had a no. good experience in a taxi.
2: Yeah. I've had there are certain plenty cities. of negative experiences in a fucking Uber too.
3: Well, New York has figured out taxis and they have like a robust taxi infrastructure and they try to protect those drivers. But Los Angeles I like, was just I'm surprised that every single I was person just, is not dead from drinking and driving who's been who lived in Los Angeles prior to 2010. I'm, like, there I was just I, no way to get a taxi. In
2: that I was place. just using an example. And like for me with music, it's at least one way I can like stop devaluing things like music means a lot to me. Like it's one of the reasons I got hired at Cracked because no one fucking knew anything about music at all. And it's a thing that exists that people like to hear about. And music means a lot to me. And I want like I don't want access to everything. Like I want to be able to open something and go, all right, here are the fucking 148 artists I like the most. And I know everything I listen to, even if I put this bitch on shuffle, I'm gonna at least kinda enjoy it. And there's not gonna be an algorithm that's trying to steer me towards something. And like with vinyl, vinyl is, is a thing that, yes, I'm still going to collect vinyl when it's a band I really, really, really like. Like I'm not getting rid of any of my Mariah Carey vinyls, for example. Uh, that would be a crime. Yeah. I mean, they're worth a shit ton of money. So it would be, it would behoove me to let them go, but I'm not gonna. That said, that's kind of where I'm at with vinyl now is buying it and reselling it. I set up a fucking eBay store for that. You can make some goddamn cash doing that. And uh, that'll engage in
1: collectibles market. This is my fucking world. And boy, I mean, if you look at like behind me, these are all trade paperbacks. They're relatively worthless. It's very rare that you're going to find a trade paperback that is worth anything. But they are collections of comic books, which are worth a lot of money. So like the way you're describing vinyl is the way that one would describe what we call floppy copies, individual comic books. Yeah. It's like, I don't need the collectible version of the thing because I can get a collection of something and it's more easy to consume and it ends up costing me less in the long run, but it doesn't have that collectability factor and that desirability of the people that want it. And therefore the value is fixed. Yeah. And it, I don't know, it's,
2: uh, it's enjoyable. Like it's it, like when you find something that, you know, is going to be worth money and that shit pans out, it's great. Like the, the example I always bring up is the lady Gaga art pop album that i bought the day she announced she was dropping that r kelly song from the album i was like oh that album's gonna be worth some money someday I paid, how many did you buy that's the thing i only bought one because i was kind of broke at the time paid 35 dollars for it that motherfucker is worth 500 dollars now
1: shout, shout out to lady gaga for like apparently having never heard of r kelly
2: well here's the thing i wrote a cracked article about that song uh one thing we know about r kelly he basically cannot read and if you listen to that song he is playing a rapist in that song he is singing the part of guy who rapes women and i don't think to this day that r kelly realizes that lady gaga tricked him
1: things to worry about
2: well at the time he didn't and Lady Gaga tricked him into playing a rapist on a song. And I fucking love that.
1: It's it's sort of like um how was is, is it Sean Spicer is in that army of the dead movie playing an asshole and you're and everyone's like, I'm not watching this fucking movie. And like, yeah, but he pay, plays an asshole. It's like, yeah, but he's making money from it. Yeah, like, it still is an acting. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the, the
3: issue with oh, I, was it he who was on Dancing with the Star? I mean, I'm sure yes, all sorts of was. um Trump, former Trump allies were on it. And it's like cool you get to cash in on that fuck no and fuck abc for for pulling that shit yeah yeah my uh the music thing is a segue to my second and final oh well if you're comfortable moving on we can keep going well
2: let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back And we're back. Hey, Brett, do you have a second
3: opinion? Remember when I started the episode and I was like, it's going to be really easy to be like, this is racist or this is sexist or this is whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. We're talking about music and I, I've been fighting with this for so long. Guys, I have a feeling Weezer might be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I really like
1: their turquoise album that they put out. The yeah. Cover see, album.
2: see, that's I the like- thing. They've got two like two good albums, the they've blue got, album and Pinkerton and then the green album. Two
1: fine. really
3: really incredible albums. They have a number of really really strong songs.
2: They're um, a singles band.
3: Yeah, I mean except for all the singles they make now are garbage or whatever. But right. um man, it yeah, like there was a time in my life where like every day between a fucking Weezer album was an eternity. <laughs> oh I could see how this is important. And now these motherfuckers are doing two albums a year. And it's like, please, just, I mean, I'm happy for you guys. Make that money. Go on tour. Do the Weezer crew. Like, support your families.
1: Create generational wealth. But, man, this music is just, like, so weird and bad. I I think Weezer's doing what they want because they have fuck you money already. They don't need to continue building wealth. They got wealth. Um, I think they're doing what they want. Um, Well, it's bad, though. It's bad. I mean, it's bad. (laughs) It's bad. I mean, to some people, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily throw too many aspersions at art because I like a lot of things that a lot of people like, oh, that's very bad. Like, I love the streets. I fucking love the streets. music. I love the streets. The streets and good. you can say that, but I have tried, you know, a lot of people I'd be like, you're going to, I think you'll like this. And, I, and they're like, this sounds like someone throwing tin cans down the stairs. Like the
2: difference is the streets doesn't have such an almost revered history. Like Weezer start. Sh- Weezer is one of those bands to me that is very similar to the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters have, exactly three good albums and they all came out prior to the millennium Millennium. (laughs) like everything else it's just been diminishing returns and they're still huge they're still in fucking car commercials there's a foo fight a new foo fighter song in mlb the show like new fighters yeah new fighters yeah thank you thank you and They haven't made an album that I even sort of enjoyed since I lived in South Dakota. The last OK Foo Fighters album was Wasting Light, and that was like 2009. Everything else has been fucking garbage. I just, they've just changed in a way that doesn't.
1: I think what comes down to is that Dave Grohl is uh, incredibly likable.
2: He's incredibly likable and one in of public. the worst lyric writers in the history of
1: music. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm not a huge Foo Fighters fan. I could take him or leave him, but I'm, you know, the. Do you see the HBO? I think it was on HBO the series that he that they did
3: where he sort of wrote every episode he sort of wrote a song and he kind of like brought you through the songwriting process. And he wrote a song about every city he traveled to. And yeah, you're like, Oh my God, these fucking lyrics are horrible. <laughs> Johnny Cash did it better and faster. And there was so much, there was so much time and, and like just true visual real estate given to like him, like sitting down with his notebook and just being like, the city is full of lights. <laughs> like, oh my God did he have lights, Dave? yeah he actually um,
2: says don't believe the hype in one of his songs it's like stop it
3: i really i don't know it's it's weird because it, i make that complaint about weezer and i i it certainly held them a lot closer to my heart than i ever did foo fighters and i really like foo fighters a lot but you know it's almost in the same way that like every five years and paul mccartney goes on tour he technically has a new album and it's like <laughs> hey and then he'll do it and i've seen paul mccartney you know this decade, well, or not this decade but the last one and it was like, and it's like he played for two hours and 45 minutes and he only played the good shit. He only played fucking
2: Beatles songs and
3: he knows which songs want. he, he does not play his
1: new song about fucking being a grandpa. Hell oh, no. Yeah. Well, because of the age of his fans, that's going to be the bathroom break. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, maybe he did. And yeah. I, I couldn't help but bathroom. notice you're
1: all walking outside when I start playing my new song. <laughs> no, he knows what he's
3: doing and something with Foo Fighters. Yeah. Maybe they'll play. The one new song that's on a Ford commercial, or like some sort of like yeah. action laptop, some sort of laptop that you can bring into like a, a war zone. Yeah, show me. I'm, your- I'm waiting for the Foo Fighters Super Bowl. I don't know if we're ever gonna get it. I feel they're they're very deserve. I feel like they're deserving guys.
2: Yeah, I mean the Foo Fighters have a lot of hits, and I've seen them in oh, yeah. concert a few times, and they're they're yeah. great in concert. Yeah. I just i don't know some band like billy joel got it right in 1993 billy joel was like you know what fuck writing new songs oh well yeah i mean he's he's killed some people and things but he just stopped writing songs in 1993 and he was like if i tour no one wants to hear the new shit anyway so like you either do that or you do it like bruce springsteen or neil young where they're like fuck you motherfuckers new album you're coming out to watch that's what you're gonna hear like i've seen bruce springsteen play with a fucking ragtime band for an entire concert and it was <laughs> mwah, so good i think bruce is... has
1: earned whatever he wants
2: yeah neil young too
1: yeah yeah there are certain people that they're like here's what i'm gonna do i'm actually going to sing you the labels to campbell's soup ingredients and you're gonna pay 75 a ticket to see it and it's gonna be amazing
3: uh, springsteen i think has a really, I'm not a huge Springsteen guy, but I think he is. Con, he continues to sort of push himself artistically, especially yeah. now in some new, different realms where it's like, all right, I'm gonna like write write a one man Broadway show, and I'm gonna interweave my music with personal stories, or I'm gonna play with a ragtime band, and I'm gonna make new music, and I'm gonna do different different sorts of things. Neil Young and I know next to nothing about him other than what i'm about to say it seems like he just actually has disdain for the audience and he writes new songs and he's like i'm playing the new songs and i don't care that y'all came to see me because you like what i wrote in the 60s yeah that seems more of like a disdain and just the opposite of what billy
2: joel is doing it's not a disdain maybe i'm wrong it's not a disdain it's just like if you're a casual neil young fan neil young isn't for you like, that's what you're going to get with Neil Young. Neil Young is very much going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And it's always been that way, like since the 70s. So if you don't know that by now, you know, it's kind of your fault for showing up to something that yeah. you didn't look into first.
1: And lucky for you for for hit, sticking with it in like the early 90s. So you'd get keep on rocking in a free world in a concert.
2: Fucking rocking in a free. I saw Springsteen and Neil Young play rocking in the free world together and all along the watchtower oh it was amazing yeah neil young i used to i hate that i lost all of my bootlegs which were also on a hard drive that went missing when i moved but uh i had this neil young bootleg from i think 75 or 73 or 74, where he was touring behind this album called Tonight's the Night, which is my favorite Neil Young album. One of my two favorites. And uh, he's playing nothing but new songs, and the crowd is getting really, really angry. He played Tonight's the Night at the beginning of the show, and at the end of the show, he plays it again, because that's how it works on the album. It's it's there twice. And the second time he plays it, people are just irate and start booing him. (laughs) And he goes, all right, all right, all right. Here's one you've heard before. And then he played tonight's the night again for a third time.
1: I love that so much.
2: That's one of my favorite things that's ever happened in music. Like that's Um, Andy Kaufman shit.
1: Yeah. That's so good. Uh, I am. uh, I'm actually ready to give my next opinion. If you guys are open for it, Jeff, I have to to go to the bank. (laughs) Um, it actually ties into something that you said earlier, which is I do not owe loyalty to people just because they are nice to me specifically. Yeah. Um, I used to be what I would consider a very loyal friend, all things considered, mm-hmm. that I would stand up for and defend people because they were people that I liked. And I have um, since learned uh, and sort of since grown to the fact that I do not owe that loyalty to people just because they are nice to me. Uh and I think I went a little too heavy with the things that I was changing um, through. I could have been like, "Yeah, know, I like the Rolling Stones now, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it really comes down to like, I, there's a lot of motherfuckers that are not in my life anymore that I do not owe loyalty to just because we were tight, uh, but we were good friends. And, and if I found out that, that somebody in my life did something horrible, I am not going to just blindly stand up to bat for them just because they treat me. Someone they didn't try to sexually assault.
3: I un- oh, I understand. Just okay, because I think the I was like, all right. I was like, oh, okay. I think the, the the delineation you're making is like nice to you specifically versus how they behave towards the rest of the world.
1: Exactly, and yeah. it's and it, I, I, I I see it a lot when you know we we've had and we've had this on on numerous episodes of Unpops where we would do like a grave dancing and, or something, and somebody was like, oh, well, I actually knew that person and they were nice to me. It's like, well, sure but like criminals don't crime everybody. Right. And like assholes aren't mean like, and people are like, well, I, I talked to this person one-on-one they were fine. I'm like, yeah, well usually one-on-one everybody on the planet is fine. If you are in a room with what it's very rare that you meet somebody and you're having a, a personal relationship with them one-on-one and they're a huge asshole. One might say that we're even social creatures and like, that's
3: why society is where it is because for the most part, like put in a, in a one-on-one situation, people will roughly be cooperative and, and pleasant.
1: Yeah. But, but th- then roughly. it comes to like, as you grow, cause I, I mean, I've certainly become much more progressive over the past eight years uh, and other people staying put digging in their heels and trying to be offensive and like saying that they are victims uh, and we can use him if you want, as an example, but there are other people I know that I was really close with. And I found out like, Oh, well they committed an assault on somebody. Or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck you. Like, I don't owe you anything just because we hang out. Um, yeah. And that's not to say that I immediately blindly believe everything, but I'm also not fucking stupid. And that's the, I think that's like a, like a sort of actually evolved thing
3: to to kind of come across. Because I've experienced that too, where it's like, all right, well, yeah, well, this person's always been cool to me. Like, they haven't been like my best friend. But then I find out, oh, yeah, this person's done that. And it's like, because you only have your personal Experience to deal with, and it's hard to reconcile that. Where it's like, all right, well, every time I see this person, they're like completely normal, and then you find out, oh, this person's like a fucking abuser or an assaulter or yeah, whatever. And it's not, it's not a failing. It's not like a personal failing to fall into that right to because humans are just very like experience-based story-based people you know uh, creatures how they form opinions and how they you don't form a negative opinion about something until you have like a negative opinion until you have a negative experience about it maybe not all the time maybe you watch fox news and you're told shit but um yeah no i think that's a i think that's a good point
1: yeah i mean it's just i used to be very loyal yeah. To be, and, and I'm not saying that I'm not loyal. Like I do stand up for and defend people the, a lot, the, but also when there are things that are very clear, but like not just,
2: clear. not just that, like if that friend is loyal to you, they should be cool with you putting a little distance between you and them for a while. Like no one should expect you to like there's situation. There are always <laughs> situations like this in comedy and In LA comedy, especially. And like, there's people who aren't on the network anymore. And I know people have questions about it, but it's not my job to break that news to the public just because I hosted a podcast with someone. And if I'm hosting a podcast with someone and a situation like that comes up, I expect you to be cool with me going, All right, I got to, like, I have a fucking, this is my livelihood that I'm thinking about now. And I need you to be cool with us taking a little space and putting a little distance between us and whether they are or not, we're taking that fucking distance. But if they're not cool about it, man, fuck you. Like yeah. it's one thing is it's, I, I kind of have the privilege of not having a lot of close friends. Like I've never oh. been You're repugnant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a distasteful person that no one likes. So as a result, I believe. We went on that Weezer cruise together, and we shared
3: a balcony <laughs> stateroom. Just the three of us <laughs> and, and the, the three, three of us
2: in the poop fighters, and, all, all wow. sharing a room.
3: <laughs> we called ourselves the Blue Album, the Green Album,
2: and Pinkerton. <laughs> I want to be Pinkerton. That's the best Weezer album. Yeah.
1: How come I have to be Mister Pinkerton? <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, you're. I agree with you. I, I think that extends to family sometimes too. Absolutely, one hundred percent john mellencamp has a fucking song about that because he had a brother who was a huge piece of shit and he wrote a song that was like i don't have to fucking stick up for you just because you're my brother fuck you
1: it'd be so funny if the song was called my brother is a huge piece of (laughs) shit this mellencamp doing a diss track danger
2: van gorder has a song on the last countless thousands album before this most recent one uh called my sister is an asshole and the chorus of the song is "My sister is an asshole," and it's just all about how his sister is an asshole.
1: I, I also get a lot of that with people from back home, and then one of the reasons that I like kind of like left Facebook a little bit is like I had a lot of people that were like, "Hey, you, we we were cool in high school when we we were just joking around." I was like, "Yeah," and I also used to say homophobic slurs as jokes back then. Yeah. Like things are different. I have changed. You have not. I owe you shit. Yeah. That that whole thing. We're from the same place. Come on. Yeah. Fuck you.
2: Yeah, none of that matters. None of that matters anymore.
1: I can't I can't get over the just the general stupidity of that.
2: Should should I do my my second one?
1: I want it, Adam. Gimme.
2: Which one do I want to do? Uh vaping should be encouraged in the United States. I'm not just saying vaping is cool. I'm saying vaping History. should be pushed as a way to quit smoking
3: as a nicotine cessation thing not just like for people who don't smoke at all like no no right
2: right as an alternative to smoking which is a thing you see in the uk the uk does that they actually push vaping as a tobacco cessation method and it worked for me like that's how i quit smoking cigarettes for fucking Ever. ever for a number of my friends and the thing about including it Adam who's almost I would almost consider a friend almost almost yeah Brett's in that the nah. middle circle you know like there's the inner circle which is just me and then I'm
3: in the asteroid belt <laughs> you know yeah but we've met yeah
2: vaping about, Adam. there there's so much misinformation about vaping into the United States in the united states uh you see studies that say they have the same chemicals as cigarettes no they don't when you look into that study they're saying they have the same chemicals that disneyland posts about when you walk through the entrance that says hey you might get cancer from something here
3: those are live living california if you walk into Any parking lot or any structure, they're like, if you're pregnant, you probably shouldn't come into this fucking Wendy's.
2: And those are the chemicals they're talking about. Chemicals that are in literally everything. And if you look into that report, it was sponsored and written by three doctors with financial ties to the tobacco cessation industry, one of whom was working on their own tobacco cessation device. So it's very much in their best interest to be like, no don't vape we don't know it might give you cancer man cigarettes give 600,000 people cancer in the united states every year they kill 400,000 people and we have the gall to fucking ban jewels from
1: convenience stores okay real quick though how cool are cigarettes they look pretty cool they do i'm not gonna deny that you, Haven't well, seen a fantastic. cool looking vape. There's no such thing as someone vaping cool. Smoking cigarettes, man, just ripping butts. Oh, Yeah, it looks hardcore. It looks great,
2: but it. I just. I don't get this push to ban things that hurt. Like, like, oh well, twenty people got a, a lung injury from vaping. One, no, they didn't. They were vaping bootleg weed cartridges. Which.
3: Yeah, I. I remember when that whole that whole um vape vape summer hot vape summer sort of panic came about and uh my brother occasionally like rips a jewel on a saturday night at the bar and my family my family had a fucking meltdown about this shit yeah like you're vaping like yeah we're fucking a jewel or whatever from at the bar on a saturday night and there was just i mean i think a lot of this gets back to like how the news pro how media processes stories that they have to sort of frame a story and like this report says vaping is gonna kill you when there's not the actual context around it that you just added Adam and my parents were like literally screaming and crying on these like family phone calls like please stop and they wouldn't get to and they wouldn't get to the basic basic facts of the the story that summer which was that The only people who were getting sick and dying were people in like Virginia who were smoking these bootleg marijuana cartridges. Yeah. Which is. Not what anywhere close to what my brother was doing. So it's
2: And every article about that, the header image was always jewel pods, even though they were talking about a completely different thing. And no. like I get people are like, oh, well, we don't know. It might cause problems later. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. If we can get lots and lots of people off of cigarettes, that's we going to be are bad now.
3: And yeah. maybe you can quit vaping eventually. But if we can get you off cigarettes today... And then maybe off jewels in two years, then that's a really interesting, that's a good method that we should look to look to do. And the- like we can't expect people to just quit every I mean, the same way you can't expect teenagers to not have sex. Like I, I, I really don't that. I mean <laughs> we eat every day. Like, and this as much as I really fear guns i don't want to be around guns i don't think guns should exist i'm also kind of realistic that's like well we shouldn't have a fucking law that just says no more guns like that's that's really fucking stupid with what where we are as a country and how many guns that are here so it's like if we can get people to stop smoking cigarettes today and then we can handle the vaping thing down the road it's probably not as bad as cigarettes we don't know like long term 80 years from now if our lungs are going to turn to fucking silicon ash or some shit I, who knows but
2: and pro- provided you're not like buying those flavored bars that are in liquor stores or jewel pods or whatever like if you're talking actual vapes that you can refill yourself there's already a built-in mechanism to get you off nicotine you can buy vape juice or vape liquid that has varying de- amounts of nicotine yeah, in it's it. like a decreasing yeah. amount of yeah to the point that they have some that just have zero nicotine so like if you at least get off the nicotine you're never going to go back to smoking like that and after uh i'd say six months of vaping the chances of you going back to smoking are slim to none because that it's the difference between drinking a Sprite and eating dirt. Like that is the difference between vaping and smoking I'll your dirt. Yeah. It's, it's fucking horrible. And that
1: uh, commercial with LeBron drinking a glass of dirt.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I've, I feel like we should be pushing vaping the way the UK, like if you watch a UK cop show, now there's going to be a scene where everyone's going to gather around a window and start vaping and talking about the crime. Like they are, they very much encourage it. And oh, love she was murdered in
1: it. Like,
2: or she's murdered in it. <laughs> I have a friend, a good friend of the show, comedian, Maria Shahada, who lives in England now. And when those stories about vaping came out, she stopped vaping and started smoking again. It's like, <laughs>
1: no, that's not, don't do that. It's dangerous, innit? It sure is. Oi, oi, governor, what you do in putting the cancer in your body? In it, in it, right, bruv, bruv, in it, hey, bruv, bruv, in it, gov. Brett, you do some.
3: <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm from London, England, Gobba-goo, <laughs> <laughs> You piece of shit.
2: That was good. That was that good. good. Yeah,
3: Northern England. Yeah, that was from that was from like Hull, the Hull area.
2: And also, provided you're buying it from an actual uh, dispensary. Vaping weed will forever be fine.
3: I Ra- do want to point out in the chat, Juan yeah. says vape guns. Vape
2: That's guns great. every day. That's the
3: comment. I got one
1: word for you. Ready? Vape guns. <laughs> I'll give Sold. you a million dollars.
2: Sold. Uh does, does anyone have any more opinions?
3: No. No? Let's answer some stupid questions.
2: I, I have one more, and it's just that Obama was just an okay president. Now, please take into consideration best president, in my entire lifetime. But here's the thing. All of our presidents suck. And Obama, in a lot of ways, was no exception. Still the best. Still, I think, represented us on the world stage better than any leader. I'm just saying. He had, yeah, like, I
3: mean, there's. I think there's a lot of... I mean, I think when you do that job for eight years, you're not going to come out clean, I don't think. To your point, has any president really done a good job? Nope. Honestly... I mean, the best one is William Henry Harrison, who had the fucking guts to just die after 30 days instead of fucking submit the
1: country to his whatever the hell he fucking believed. Because he was trying to be a tough guy and got pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. I so I need a jacket, mom. Come on, shut up. Yeah. What am I, gay? The <laughs> <laughs> Dies. that's what happens when you're... What an idiot. I mean, especially after Teddy Roosevelt got shot and then continued giving his speech.
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, like, that seems like... I don't know if it's as much of a thing now, but especially when Trump was in office, like you just couldn't say anything bad about Obama or people were like, oh, you're a Trump supporter now. But like Obama's immigration policy was garbage. He treated the media like shit. He just wasn't calling them the enemy of the people. He just acted like they were the enemy of the people. The drone strikes were a fucking problem. Killing U.S. civilians with drone strikes is a huge problem the i appreciate the affordable care act but he really kind of kowtowed to the pharmaceutical industry to get that passed in a and way we probably that,
3: discussed it on an early version of the show but the aca is a republican you know strategy like that's what mitt Romney.
1: yeah hi wasn't, wasn't it
3: i'm sorry yeah massachusetts we all had to get yeah yeah, no, it was completely modeled off of what was was done by a, a Republican governor in Massachusetts.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things about presidents is, is yeah, like once you get to real politics there, it's very difficult to get anything done that is radical in any direction. Um, and there are people that have been very good people, I'd say, uh, that were in, if incredibly ineffective presidents. Like the nicest person that we've ever had as a president was Jimmy Carter. And yeah. he sucked. He sucked. But Jimmy Carter's I, I, although I will always say like once Trump like decided he wouldn't get rid of any of his business ties or anything the onion did a an opinion article that was just a picture of Jimmy Carter saying they made me sell my peanut farm <laughs> 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 that's
2: true but yeah I just I think it's kind of silly and maybe even borderline dangerous to like exalt any American president like we're still the United States, and we are still doing heinous shit on the world stage, and whoever's in office is overseeing that.
3: Yeah, Frankly, if you we decide are. you want to run for president, you should just immediately be thrown in jail. <laughs> Both sides of the aisle. Lock
2: them up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Something, yeah. This person's got yeah, too Trump much ambition. To <laughs> they should find the person who wants to be president the least and make them president.
2: Yeah, we should force people to be president.
3: Oh,
1: yeah, like a timeshare.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. We all get to take a turn.
1: Yeah, wasn't that Warhol? Everyone gets to be president for fifteen minutes.
2: I think that is what he said. Yeah, while he was in office,
1: actually. Yeah, that was that was uh, I believe that was a uh, uh, officially stamped.
2: Yeah, tomato soup can. So uh, let's take another quick break, and then we'll come back and answer some damn questions. And we're back. And we're back. And hey, here we go. You know, it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't even matter. Don't matter. And I want you to know that's not true. It's why we call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we... Respond to your stupid fucking comments and questions and tweets, and respond to them personally. personally. Brett, we fade it out. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. Brett, so this isn't back this back isn't a fun it. bit, Brett. Will you please fade it out?
3: I'm 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 doing it. It's getting over. Whatever you're hearing is a, is an audio hallucination. It is it has been faded out.
2: Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, did anyone? I'm sure people raised their hands. We'll get to those in a second if you haven't raise your hand and uh we'll let you ask a question question. right here on the show
1: Make sure your question is not the bad
2: yeah yeah only ask good questions uh ramble should we should we hit a twitter question first tweet
1: that shit adam
2: this is an easy one who will win the super bowl first the browns or the raiders the browns browns yeah browns 100 the raiders that was andrew hillary us by the way on twitter
1: uh think about the raiders too focused on all that Vegas tale.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: You got to go to a place where the women are ugly. Like Cleveland. Like, Cleveland. Oh, that's mean. I am I know. I'm so toxic. <laughs> Come for me. The
2: Raiders do have the best stadium in the NFL. That thing looks like a spaceship. They call it the Death Star because... Uh,
1: I'm excited to check it out. Because Ra- Raiders fans go there.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I want to go to a Raiders game at the new stadium. I just will not go watch the Bears... Because I need to be there oh, no. as a neutral party who doesn't get beat to death. Like, oh yeah, fucking John Gruden. Yeah. Oh, I'm
3: just a tourist here. I'm, <laughs> I'm from I'm from Sweden. I just came with my 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 chums to Las Vegas, and we wanted to take in an American um, football
1: game. I'm from Sweden. You fucking mook. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Hey,
1: hey, why don't you shut up with your fucking face? Huh? I'm here to watch. Why don't you, you come down, down to
3: Oslo and say that to my fucking face? Oslo. Oslo. <laughs> Is oslo that, sweden oslo is that norway <laughs> it sure is oh. but who cares like all those oh, you do tell, you telling me i'm a liar <laughs> me a real
1: swedish guy here's the thing though about going to a raiders game in vegas is that it's not oakland yeah. so like it's i gonna have be, a feeling it's gonna be a lot more chill it's gonna be it's a lot more be, chill it's gonna be which is antithetical to being a raiders fan yeah, but like cuz I will absolutely go to a Patriots Raiders game and wear a Patriots shirt and people will be like, "All right, it's going to be half someone th- to try to stab me if I'm doing that." It's going to be half to visiting fans.
3: It's going to be half visiting fans all the time because Vegas is a tourist destination. You telling me in fucking November and December when it's cold as fuck in Massachusetts or Detroit or wherever, people in that city are going to be like, "Fuck yeah, take me to vegas yeah i'm gonna get yeah. drunk and watch a game
1: and it's gonna be 75 degrees dude if you go to an orioles red sox game it is 50 red sox fans in the stands
2: yeah i mean that's, yeah and with that's vegas on the with vegas it's also a very easy place to get to from the midwest there are so many the hub. Yeah. tiny towns or relatively tiny towns that all have direct flights to vegas and sioux falls like has direct flights to vegas
1: aren't flights like subsidized by the state to, and then, i would like, imagine i would imagine easy. las vegas
3: at, has sh- mm. struck that deal with many airlines yeah. to, to cr- try and create as many direct domestic options to get there
2: and, and they're super cheap it. too they're very cheap those flights should we take a question from the odd yeah, yeah let's give an odd quest who is who has their hand raised andres alvarez ask us a question pal
1: howdy um thanks for having us on congrats on 400 and welcome back brett amazing to hear from you again. get to the point oh, <laughs> i'm gonna be on the next episode <laughs> i yeah i i, I figured Brett's that just that here
3: I,
2: as a guest <laughs> I, we didn't hire him away from yahoo
1: sports <laughs> I apologize for trying 14, to compliment you for being a guest on right the show, now. Brett. Um, <laughs> my my bad. Anyway, uh, simple one. Uh, what are opinions that you had that were unpopular but good back in the day, 2013, that you think have stayed well? Um, thanks for all you do. Uh, love y'all. Oh, uh, good
2: question. Um, opinions I had that were popular back that like Unpo-
1: unpopular that's the, the theme of your show right I, if i understand it correctly so the the <laughs> shit that we said that was divisive um back then that has stood withstood the test that's still time. good
2: oh hockey yes. sucks
1: fuck you <laughs> <laughs> that one i
2: that one i still stand by
1: um I, i'll say one um uh, fandom isn't precious and uh star wars is for children
2: mm, i buy that
1: it was a rare it was
3: a rare moment why i really agree with jeff I mean, I agree with most of the things you said today. But Star Wars is for children. Is like I want it, that tattooed on my I can't.
1: chest. And let me tell you, from working for a toxic company that makes star that made Star Wars fucking statues, those fans need to fucking go. Like the adult I, fans that are like, I'm gonna harass a 20 year old actor, yeah, because it didn't go the way I wanted. I hope every Star Wars fan that thinks they should have a say in how Star Wars goes, they should all be put in a fucking cage and drown. That's a little extreme. No, 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 it's not extreme. (laughs) The world would be so much better. (laughs) Those movies really suck,
3: but also, I don't care. They're not for us. They're not. If a kid's got it on a lunchbox or a backpack, you shouldn't be getting upset that the movie's bad.
1: It can be bad. It can be good. You also shouldn't be that stoked if it's good. It's on a kid's backpack. Sorry. I mean, good movies are good movies. Like, it's yeah. fine. Don't tell me Paddington is for fucking adults. It's a, it's a kid's movie.
3: Paddington oh. 2 is for... See? It's a,
1: for He's children. It. But it's, it is... It's it's really good. It's very... I'm, it's yeah, really which, just... Which means I'm contradicting what, what you just said. Which but no, is but you I'm should a, like good movies. is fucking great. Cruella is such a good movie. Yeah. And all these people that are, like, rolling their eyes about it that haven't even seen the movie need to fuck right off. But I think
2: I think what Brett's getting at more is, yeah, like a movie, but it doesn't it's not your personality like
1: it shouldn't be your personality It
2: shouldn't be a like a thing you wear like a a badge of pride like wh- why? Well
1: because I mean you remember like I was you know and I do material about it too like where I was like sp- Star Wars was my thing back when it was at its lowest point like yeah. like I was I was a Star Wars fan in like you know 92 like what did Star Wars have in 92? Like it, it, they weren't even making toys at that point in time that were beyond fucking, I don't know, like shitty micro machines or whatever. Yeah. Um it's or like bendies. Like and that's fine. But I was also a child, and while that certainly shaped me and I understand that pop culture can shape our personalities as you can tell by my fucking career and background. Um I also do I don't hold any fandom precious. I think I think there's there is nothing that puts fandom beyond reproach or that you should shape your life around
2: yeah and i get that it's a bummer when uh, intellectual property that you really enjoyed gets fucked up when it moves to a new medium or something like that like the dark tower series by stephen king
3: my favorite movie with idris elba so
2: bad but great movie that everybody likes those books are my favorite stephen king books but the movie sucked and it's like that's fine. Like it happens. Like I'm not it's not a thing that you need to get on the internet and get angry about, you know? Uh,
1: yeah, it's definitely one of those things, yeah, where where you see people are like, "But this is not the way I wanted it." Oh, well, become a fucking director.
2: Yeah, make your own oh, goddamn movies. you can't movies. do that?
1: Shut the fuck up. Do you yeah. know how many shitty fucking superhero movies I had to watch before we got fucking blade yeah and then like the glut the 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 lack of good like of good superhero movies for for forever and now everybody's like oh like marvel movies they're formulaic and it's like and they're great who gives a shit
2: yeah for me with star wars like i Aside from the first one, well, even the first one, but I didn't see it when it was in theaters initially because I wasn't, I was like one, but I saw all of them in theaters and I was way, way into it as a kid. And then I'm old enough to where it just sort of died out to like the point where it was just people like Jeff who were like keeping that flame alive. And like when they came back, I was into it because I like the movies. Like I've, there's aside from, I think solo and Solo's so good, yeah, solo fucking rips. Uh, I don't remember whatever the other side quest movie was. Uh, Rogue, One. Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see either of those in theaters, uh, but not because I didn't, I just had shit going on, but I've seen every Star Wars movie in theaters, but I just don't take it that seriously anymore. They're just movies, you know?
1: I, 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 I genuinely stand by the fact, and here's an unpopular opinion. Solo is the most fun Star Wars movie that's ever been made. Uh, and I'm not saying it's the best, but it is far and away the most fun yeah, of of a, of an experience to have. It's so it's such a fun movie. It is, and, and really that I think captures because also Rogue One is such, so dark and like I liked Rogue One a lot because it was so
3: dark and because it was just the opposite of every other Star Wars movies that had come out because it's just it felt it's like a five, big just sort of five, team up right? action movie spoiler where everyone fucking dies at the end. Yeah, yeah. it's a and spy, I, a I I liked it. I liked it. I don't know. I have a tough time with all these prequelitis movies I, I solo was fun but i, I thought it was like ultimately forgettable i just have a tough time with with, with with any of these movies where it's like what's your name captain uh looks at hand hand looks at guy drinking out of a red cup solo uh yeah hand solo that's it that's the ticket and i and there's a lot. I mean, that's that's why I roll my eyes. Does eye that happen Karelle. in that it's movie? like, do you're... I really need to fucking see? No. <laughs> do I really need to see, like, I don't remember why that. she hates Dalmatians? I watched it on Twitter. I find out why she hates Dalmatians.
1: Yeah, like, and like, you know what's I funny, think, though, is that that information, without having anything before or after it, and then having an opinion about the entire movie is stupid as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because that movie is fucking amazing. And you're not getting anything before or after that one scene. That movie is so fucking good. It's a heist only, movie. It's fucking rules. It's so rules. good. And, and Emma Stone, after watching that movie, if she doesn't get nominated for an Oscar for that movie, I'm going to be like, "Oh, it's not about talent because yeah. she's so good." Did you see the movie, Brett? No, I didn't. Then wipe that look off your see, fucking face. I don't
3: see all these big franchise prequel movies. I just she's they have so no they have no interest. I'm glad you again. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm not going around saying this movie sucks. I have no opinion of the movie. But you've been rolling your
1: eyes. about Every time
3: I bring it up, you rolled your eyes. You roll your eyes, Brett. Because I'm shocked. Because I'm shocked that you're like, (laughs) Emma Stone deserves a fucking Oscar for the Cruella movie. That is a shocking statement. (laughs) I I know you believe it. No, it's not that I believe it. I've never heard anyone say this about the movie. The movie has been getting a lot more good reviews than I expected. I don't see most of these fucking franchise movies. Because it's just like, I've seeing a movie where like someone says their name for the first time is like, it's, it's just so uninteresting to me. I'm glad people like it. That's not what I'm the movie is about, like it, but, but I'm not, I'm not rolling around being like fuck Cruella. Not at all. I really don't care if people go see Cruella and they love it. That's great. If people go out and see rise of Skywalker and they're really pissed off that it's bad. They're also they're wrong because it's like other people are enjoying it. I mean, I know lots of people who enjoyed that movie. Agreed. I don't. My whole thing is I don't care. I was shocked. I was more shocked by the statement that you were like, "This movie is the next Gone with the Wind." It's. It's. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that I'm just exaggerating.
1: The immediate, uh, like the idea that the 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 Twitter mob needs to dunk on something without knowing a goddamn thing about it, except for one small. That's That's what Twitter's for. I I know he's on Twitter, but that informed you and then you have preconceived notions about it. And what I was saying is like, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, okay, I do believe that Emma stone acts her ass off in that movie. And she's good in almost everything she does. She's so good in it. And like the subtleties and everything she does, but because it's a big studio event film, people are like, well, that, it's not, it's not, it's not avant-garde. It's not, it's not art well it's cruella and it's like well why would anybody be named cruel devil like there's no re or like han solo that name is a a name that george lucas fucking threw darts at a board and just he george lucas is incredibly lacking creativity in a lot of the aspects of star wars he named the fat guy porkins like come on all right Uh, we should we should
2: probably like this i didn't expect this question to take up
1: so sorry much i get time. fired up about stuff and brett you're great and i enjoy you and I everyone's
2: really you. great Everyone. all right all right all right god damn andres alvarez thanks for the question that divided the entire room we appreciate it
1: that's what this thanks is. so much for all you do
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's been here the entire
1: time yeah! yeah yeah he's just sitting there like on his fucking oh my god fold.
2: All right. Along those same lines, let's take another Twitter question. Favorite movie of the year so far. And this comes from at 2021 at Trillist Adams on Twitter. Yeah. 2021. What year do you I think it halfway is? over?
1: And I can't, I, I don't can know. I have, Yeah. I got Cruella. three. I got two.
2: What are yours, Jeff?
1: Nobody and Cruella.
2: I haven't seen nobody yet,
3: but I've heard. Nobody's fantastic. That'll be my answer. Nobody is really great. You'll love it. Adam.
2: Uh, I have, uh, three, uh, Eat Wheaties, which is a movie uh, with, uh, what's the guy's name from Michael Jordan. Arrested Development? Is it Nathan Hale? Tony Hale. Tony Hale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a movie where he plays a guy who knew Elizabeth Banks in college. And he's trying to uh, reconnect with Elizabeth Banks. Uh, but he's doing it via Facebook as a person who, at the age of 36, had still never used Facebook. So he ends up just posting publicly on her fan page all of these like really detailed messages for Elizabeth Banks. And it like spirals to the point that he gets canceled over it. He loses his jobs. People start trying to cut ties with him because everyone thinks... He's a crazy stalker who is just harassing Elizabeth Banks and uh, does not end the way you would expect. It's, and it kind of has like super fan vibes. But n- yes, at first, but it's not that. Like it's actually not a stalker movie. It's uh, it's a very sweet movie. I watched it on a plane and uh, I liked it so much. We watched it again the next day. Fuck yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. Also, Psycho Goreman, which you can watch on Shudder right now it's a horror movie but it's basically a kids movie and it's one of the most charming fucking things i've ever seen they basically this alien crashes to earth and these kids find this stone in the yard and they realize they can control this monster as long as they have this stone so they like make him like join a band and do all this crazy shit
1: fun. and Don't he's me too much i want to see it
2: and he's like, just the entire time, like, I'm going to kill your entire world. And they're like, all right, get on drums, dude. And it's so much fun. I loved it so much. And the last one is called Lucky. Uh, Has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's also on Shudder. It's about a woman. It's kind of like Groundhog Day. But instead of living the same day over and over, the same guy shows up to try and murder this woman every night. And she has to fight him off, no matter where she is. No matter what she's doing, this guy shows up to try and murder her, and it's fascinating. It's a really good movie. Nice. Cool. There you go. Uh, let's take another audience quest. Jennifer Fendlander, talk to us, please.
0: Hey, guys. Can you hear me?
2: No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I meant, no.
0: Um. All right. Well, congratulations on episode 400. Thank I've you. I've been I listening did since episode one.
2: Not me. Hundred
0: and I've you don't listen the to podcasts.
2: hundred. I really don't. What's your What's your question?
0: Uh, my question is: over the last four hundred episodes, what's something that stands out to you, like a moment, a guess, something?
2: Uh, well, I did an episode of pretty scary where I got in a huge fight with true crime reporter legend Aphrodite Jones, which I wish I could find that episode so people could hear it. It was It was a shouting match.
0: I remember you doing um maybe a list cast or something right after you recorded that and you were still so mad
2: she was like we were arguing about scott peterson who is probably not guilty and at one point she shows up a picture and she goes why did he have this shovel It's like you think he buried his wife in the ocean with a shovel like she was washed up on shore what's a shovel have to do with anything
1: why would it why would a person who owns a home
2: have a shovel Yeah, she was like, why would he buy a boat? It's like, he fished. He went fishing. You got to part the water
3: so you can drop the body in there.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, So there was that. I like the Ace of Base episode a lot. Uh, I think I blew some minds with that.
0: Uh, That Yes,
3: definitely. Remember when the McRib came back and we had like a parade of like 12 people (laughs) eating a McRib sandwich in a normal
1: business office? And someone was getting very drunk. I forgot who it was. I think you're talking about a different episode because that's the episode where we got Vanessa drunk after I got drunk the weekend previous.
2: Because she was the only one sober when Jeff got drunk.
1: No, but but wasn't that also the
3: episode where there was like you had a parade of like maybe five different people come in and
1: eat a McRib sandwich and be like, yeah, that's pretty good. Two different episodes, but they were relatively close to each other. Yeah, sure. I believe it. Uh, yeah, we got Vanessa super drunk on the Jeff got drunk episode because mm-hmm. she was our um our like babysitter the previous weekend. Yeah, and so we got her fucking obliterated in the middle of the cracked offices. Yeah, during the day. live strong, people. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: um, Liv- that's one of my favorite memories—the day live strong, like when Lance Armstrong, all the doping stuff, finally came out. And I was like, oh, I get to walk through the Livestrong office while I go to work.
1: That must have been insane.
2: There was a lot of there was a palpable sadness in the room.
1: I, I have two, I think uh, one was um, the Frank Turner episode. Oh, yeah, because um, it really got me into sort of like realizing that that sort of long form interview was something that I really enjoyed uh, and and that has since sort of created this side quest in my career and sort of that's what ended up birthing sort of when I ended up doing the Sideshow Sideshow, which is now Jeff has cool friends. That all does really stem from my interview with uh, our interview and I apologize for saying my, but uh, that's how I view it because I'm selfish. Yeah, we know. Uh, The interview with Frank Turner uh, that we woke up at like 4.30 in the morning to do yeah, because <laughs> uh, he's a British, he is. Um, and then I would say the other one was, um, it's a tie, but they're travel-based because uh, recording live at Red Rocks.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: we was, did do uh, that, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, we we have an episode live at Red Rocks, and it was uh, us and, and Alex. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. We're all on it. And then um, when we did the Unpops, uh, when we closed out the New York Comedy Festival, and we sold out the show while we were up against Harmontown. Yep. And we still sold out, and...
2: There was also that time in San Diego where we outsold the fucking sexual predator who was in the main room. Oh, yeah.
1: Sorry, the non-food Adam Richmond.
2: Yeah, that was great. I I also
1: look at that lineup, by the way, and if you look at that lineup, it's fucking brutal. It was Danny Fernandez, me, you, Dan O'Brien, and Alex Schmidt. Jeez, that is a good lineup
2: one more thing one more thing that that uh i would mention that this won't be a a popular one at least with jeff but i think fastball at chet's was a really fun and interesting thing because it worked and they actually showed up and did a fucking living room concert at chet's and i know he like badgered them into it but he really didn't like that in the end they came to a really positive agreement about how yeah, to do it. It
0: was a fundraiser.
2: Yeah, it was for Hurricane, uh, one of the Hurricane, whatever, fucking I think hurricane, hurricane.
0: hurricane Harvey.
2: Fucking Hurricane Fastball. Who knows? <laughs> I'm uh,
1: keeping kayfabe and saying that it was nothing but a harassment campaign, but also, I,
2: you know. Yeah, it worked. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, all right, Jennifer, thank you for the question. We appreciate it. All right. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. You. Of course you do. Of course, yeah. Of course, they
1: I mean, I do. Obviously. Great.
2: All right. Uh, we'll do one more Twitter question and then one more audience question. And then yeah, we can
1: do some quick ones. We'll bang them out real yeah. quick.
2: Uh, here's here's a uh here's a quick one. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? That's from at Darkslayers Spar One. Uh,
1: go, go ahead, Adam. You go first. You're the conspiracy expert.
2: Uh, mine is Elvis faked his death to join Witness Protection, which I am one hundred and eighteen percent convinced happened uh and before you say it well why would they use he died on the toilet as an excuse because no one would ever question that version of the story because everyone would go well who would make that up the fucking fbi would make it
1: up he Uh, agreed to it because he was on lewds the whole time
2: (laughs) well he agreed to it because a smuggling ring called the fraternity stole an airplane and four hundred thousand dollars from him and the he and his father participated in the investigation, cooperated with the FBI. The day after Elvis died, five people in that smuggling ring were indicted and ended up serving very long prison sentences. Just saying, there's a whole book about it. Also, the CIA covered up uh, the existence of a CIA-affiliated sex trafficking ring in 1987. You can just Google that. Google the Finders 1987 Washington Post and get ready to go down a goddamn rabbit hole. Those are mine.
3: Right. One that I I don't it, like, I think it's mainly been disproven, but I just think the concept of it is so wild is what's called the phantom time hypothesis. Are you guys aware of that? I
2: don't think so.
3: It's this theory that in the Middle Ages, like in the year six hundred or something like that, some like emperor and pope and whatever were just like, we want it to be this year now, so it's closer to the year one thousand, and that I'm looking it up right now that Basically, you know, they adjusted the calendar by 297 years to make it closer to the year 1000 because they want it to be you know they wanted to be like emperors when that happened so that it's actually the year whatever 2021 minus 297 right now i mean didn't other stuff happen in those other it's been years? mainly disproven through like carbon dating and stuff but and like this history? was a theory i mean but it's the middle ages like we're talking about the year you know we're talking about you know between like i think it's between like 614 and 911 is what um yeah. is what is like argued to be the missing years
2: Everything was all on cassette back then. And that doesn't. Yeah, no,
3: it's hard. Yeah. You have to find a a player. You have to, you know, so it's I think it's mainly been disproved. I just I think it's crazy. Just the 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 conspiracy theory that it's actually the year like 1798 right
1: now. I would say that um, the biggest thing that would probably disprove that would be Muslim scholars of the time because they would took like amazing notes. And also that's like during the birth of Islam yeah so i mean this is a, a very this is a very like, white people thing yeah
2: it's not like a conspiracy theory to try and take credit away from black and brown people that's
1: fair i meant i just meant that they would have been yeah. like, no that's not we we got the we got receipts yeah um Jeff, mine, what's yours? mine is that i am pretty sure that warner brothers did something medically to keep the cast of harry potter short <laughs> what Uh, this is my own personal (laughs) conspiracy theory but the one person i
2: expected to be like i don't really like conspiracy theories
1: no i mean come out swinging you you show up with a multi-billion dollar franchise and you hire this kid and at some point in time you know that you're going to be having to deal with somebody who could be like six five or something you got to do something they break. So his knees. I do definitely feel like there was some kind of uh, something medically in order to keep the cast of Harry Potter short.
2: That all is right. fascinating. And I need to look into I'm, this. I pulled
1: this up. Radcliffe is five,
3: five. Watson is five, five. Rupert Grint. We got a fucking Shaquille O'Neal here.
1: He's five, eight. Like, <laughs> what are the odds? I'm sorry, but what are the odds that these full grown adults? I mean, I get maybe Hermione being five, five, but like that. Five they five all- is short. Five, five old. Is quite well it's two, not it's two, not one. that
2: short for a woman like
1: um, i mean for
3: for radcliffe
1: for a dude yeah five five yeah. is short and i think that it it's it can't be a coincidence that and i what's the draco malfoy kid he's not particularly tall either three six um, yeah which is crazy yeah. Uh, yeah but i do feel like there was uh something done me- not like surgically but medically um two He's Kiki. five nine he's five nine tom tom so the, and that's barely average Yeah, Um, I think something was done to keep these children children children-sized. Counterpoint, they're like little weaselly Brits. Like, aren't they all like inbred and, you know, hello,
3: governor? (laughs) I mean, not in like the 2000s. Hello, governor. (laughs) Come on (laughs) down to foggy old London town. They say that
1: a regular old londonite (laughs) what group of people isn't going to be getting a better diet than children that are millionaires like honestly like like they i'm sorry but it's just something that i personally i it's too fucking fishy to just be like, oh, I'm sure Warner Brothers wouldn't do anything shady to children.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. That's I because there's there are a lot of conspiracy theories around what uh, children's entertainment companies do to those children. Look
1: what Judy Garland went through. Yeah, Christ, her diet was
2: amphetamines. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking into that now. If I find enough, we're going to do a conspiracy episode. I'll do an about episode about it. with you on. Yeah, Well, no, that's what I'm saying. When I say we, I mean. Yeah. Me and you not. Uh, all right. Let's do one last audience question, and then we'll get out of here. We d- I do have one more Twitter thing, but it'll be quick. No, let's do. It. Let's do. It. I. i I'll, We'll do. We've been recording stuff. for close to two hours. Yeah, we're okay. Uh, Alex Kruger, you're closing us out with the fan questions. Make it good.
0: Hey, man. Thanks so much. Uh, for this. This is amazing. It's so nice to see you guys. Welcome back, Brett. Um, I'm not and Good to see you, Jeff. I know you're not back. back. I know you're not back. And my question is directed at you, but it's nice to see Jeff and and Adam as well. Thanks so much for- Cut him off.
2: Brett, will you edit this out, please?
0: Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Thanks so much for 400 episodes, guys. Uh, Brett, I have a question specifically for you, but it could be for Adam and Jeff as well. You are now, from what I understand, uh, working for a corporate environment doing a podcast. That might not still be true. Is it still true? I work in a corporate environment producing podcasts. Right. So my my question to you was how that environment differs from the Unpops environment back when you were working with with Adam and, and everybody and whether it was a better experience or worse experience or a different experience.
3: Well, there's been a few different eras of Unpops. There was the cracked era which was a corporate environment in mm-hmm. its own way, a different corporate I would say cracked which was, you know, who who owned it? Who owned it like in 2013? I demand Adam. media. Demand, Yeah. So they were owned by demand and then they were sold to Scripps and I was a free, I was like basically a permalancer the entire time they were with demand. And then after they were sold to Scripps, I was brought in full time as an employee. Um, So that was a corporate environment as well. Um, Not nearly as corporate as the environment that I'm in right now. I work for a huge tech company and media company um also i work in more of a management position right now so a lot of my a lot of my role, my day-to-day role is like managing people dealing with all of their other departments oh, ho, ho. Like
0: yeah. um i don't know so uh, is question, like, how is it different Crop i assume it's less it's 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 less or more restrictive i would imagine than what Adam would let you get away with. Don't, don't feed well, him the well, answers you want, Alex. Can,
3: I, I, I'm gonna be I'll be I'll just be honest. And I, I I think Adam you'll agree with me. Adam was like fucking doing was like freewheeling doing all sorts of weird shit that like Jack wasn't a fan of. Like I did, we'll just be we all like am I saying anything wild here Adam.
2: No I I I had zero editorial oversight at cracked. And here's the thing I'm good at my fucking job. Like, I'm good at what I do. I was really good at writing columns for Cracked and I'm really good at doing podcasts. And that's why I do it for a living. And I've never needed that kind of oversight. Like, I don't think Jack is better at the job than me. That's not a thing I'm afraid to say. He doesn't make better podcasts. He's not a better writer than me. So what was he going to tell me? Except Mm. you can't work at Cracked anymore.
3: He no, like, But that was the thing. Jack was the editor in chief. And I'm not like, this is just the fact. This is just the facts of what happened, at least from my perspective. I was brought on. I had known I've known Michael Swain and Abe Epperson for a long time. I've gone to I went to college with them. I'm in that sort, you know, uh, I've, I've known all those guys. And I was living in New York. I moved back to L.A. And I had done uh, some podcast stuff in my travels, and I knew cracked. I didn't really have anything podcast offering. I was talking with with Mike and Abe, and I was like, "Hey, can you guys get me in the door here? You guys don't really have a podcast." I was introduced to Jack, and we started working on the Cracked podcast. We started working on that within a couple months. Adam, you had approached me, and you're like, "Hey, can we just do another podcast here?" I talked to Jack, and it was like, "Cool, yeah. Now we're doing two. Now we're doing on um, um, Pops and Cracked. And but for the most part, there wasn't really much." there wasn't really any editorial oversight. Your point, Adam, there wasn't any over editorial oversight on what Unpops was at all. No. And it was, yeah, it was a little bit more freewheeling else, but also I was like in my early mid twenties and stuff. And I don't think I was quite used to working in a corporate environment at the time. And now it's like 10 years later and like my life and what I'm trying to do in my career is, is way different. And um, yeah,
0: I, I hope I'm answering the question. I, yeah. I do know, you know, feel I'm like it's, successful. do you feel like it's better? Like, do you feel like where you're at is better now? Uh, I get with paid that, a lot that, more. Yeah, yeah. Fine. I was gonna say with that, like, you know, safety net in place and stuff like that.
1: Alex, I'm gonna answer for Brett real quick. You, he can't say it's worse. He works yeah. for the company yeah. now. You're no,
0: absolutely correct, Jeff. Guy. Sorry, I, you're absolutely actually, right. What I'll, what
3: I'll say here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I'll say, cracked was works, and I'm yeah. not li- and I'm not lying to like make my empo- my employers who aren't listening care. Cracked was a great job, and I'm very grateful to Adam. To Jack, to Mike and Abe for giving me that opportunity and getting my career started because I'm still working in podcasting. At the same time, cracked was a weird place to work. Yeah. There was a lot of fucking weird male nerd ego. Talk about like talk about people being fucking angry about like not liking or liking a Star Wars movie. There was a lot of weird male fucking ego there. And it was super weird. And I didn't like being around it a lot of the time. Yeah. I had a pretty professional relate. Like I don't have a negative, I don't have like bad relationships with people, but yeah, I didn't act. It was weird and stressful. And my, my new job now I'm very comfortable. I work in sports. I love sports. I, I really like my job a lot now. No, this is also true. I hate sports. I get paid (laughs) to watch football on Sundays. Like my job is great.
2: Yeah. I really like my job. Yeah. For me, um, it's, it's it's,
3: it's very different. And I, I, and I work at a much, much bigger company now. So there's, Pros and cons to that when you work at a bigger company.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it might seem otherwise, but Cracked was neither my favorite job in this field, and I don't actually credit them with getting my career started. They hired me from fucking Playboy. I was doing all right when Cracked. You credit the health
3: insurance me. company with getting your career started.
2: I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> like, I got a, I had a part-time job answering phones for doctors after hours, and it paid me. I, I got full health insurance, that's the job that got my fucking writing career started because I was working four hours, three nights a week and getting full benefits. So then I, then I could
1: quit and just write. I, uh, I, my corporate experience was very different because, uh, the prestige that they sort of brought me in never really happened. They brought me in under this prestige. They also like painfully underpaid, (laughs) Uh, I've never seen I've never and it's like I have there are a lot of people that work at my the former company that I, I worked for um, that I very much like. Um, but one of the things that I can safely say is that, uh, that company definitely undervalued talent, um, because they, because it wasn't something that they sold. So they, yeah. they, they were like, well, people can't buy this statue of your podcast. That's not what happens. Um, and so they didn't understand why hosting and doing podcasts was something that they should pay for. Uh, sure. and, and it became criminally undervalued. The fact that I went out solo is, I think it's harder to do. Cause I don't have like, I don't have a, a producer or anybody like that taking care of it. Uh, and I have to do it all on my own, but uh, financially it's, it's more rewarding and personally, it's more rewarding. I own it now. You definitely, it definitely comes across Jeff. Jeff has cool friends is a really great show. And it it really shows that you
0: are really happy where you're at. So congratulations, my friend. Well, I'm not happy.
2: That's, that's <laughs> so nice.
3: Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you. Why is everybody so nice on this? All
2: um, right, Alex, thank you for the question for it. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. All right. One last Twitter question, then we're getting out of here. Uh, Why doesn't at Adam Todd Brown like sports? We all know that. Hey, there, Jeffro is about the biggest sports fan there is. That's from skinny lemur on Twitter. And I will follow that up with Jeff in 15 seconds or less. Name four teams currently competing in the NBA playoffs
1: Uh, in the NBA playoffs. The Phoenix Suns, Mm -hmm. the Nets uh the blazers just got knocked out by uh fuck blazers Mm. are not in it i know they just got knocked out i just said that they just got knocked out Uh, um fuck me man yeah yeah. i I think it's past
2: i think i think the time has passed (laughs) yeah
1: fine it's fine fine. go ahead yeah i mean all right it's all right i'm sorry i I don't have uh hulu live i don't either
2: I have YouTube TV.
3: I mean, that's fair. We love YouTube TV in this house.
2: Yeah, YouTube TV fucking rules. I like it a lot. (laughs) Someone said Jeff missed the Nuggets. What a (laughs) Jokic. Get it, Jeff? Nikola Jokic, probable NBA NBA MVP this year?
1: He's a killer. It's about time the white man was represented. (laughs) Finally, yeah.
2: All right. I think we did it. Yeah. I think that's an episode. That's a yeah. long episode, but I mean it's the four hundred. It's an anniversary
1: episode. It's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. The wait till the five hundredth episode. That's gonna be six hours long. Just kidding. We won't be a country by I'm then. Easy that day. Yeah. Same. Uh do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops, pops network supercast tech. Uh we changed the levels around. You can subscribe to just unpops for six dollars a month. But you get nine bonus episodes. Uh, you can subscribe to Pretty Scary for just $4 a month, and you get four bonus episodes. Uh, or Conspiracy the Show for $4 a month. You only get two episodes of that, because Dad researches the shit out of that podcast. Uh, so uh, check all that out. You can we, Those new levels are available on both Patreon and Supercast. Uh, if you want everything, now it's $10 a month. I don't know how long you thought I was going to hold on to $5 a month for all these podcasts, but... <laughs> yeah you didn't get in early too bad and by early i mean like any time over the past four years uh brett do you have anything to plug
3: guys season <laughs> of big brothers <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up i got a podcast called hey julie i'm taping it in about two hours i'm glad i just did a two hour podcast right now so i'm gonna be fucking <laughs> exhausted to do before i do my podcast uh no big brother now but the new season of big brother starts i believe Jan- july 7th july 8th something like that i have a podcast with my friend danielle we talk about stupid shit we talk about like movies and tv shows for 75 percent of the year and then we become ultra nerds you talk about big brother a uh objectively bad reality show on cbs for uh over the summer so if you're interested check that out it's called hey julie otherwise follow me on twitter at brett Raider.
1: jeff uh jeff has cool friends is available at patreon.com slash jeff may and you can get early access to that currently bi-weekly Hopefully more often uh, show soon enough once the thing starts picking up and I can uh, afford to be able to get more episodes made. Uh, You can check that out uh, again, patreon.com slash Jeff may if you want to wait a week and you want to listen to it for free with all the all the naughty words beeped out you can just uh, Google Jeff has cool friends and you can find it it's a great show a, a long form interview it's a thing I like to do. You can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. And, of course, you don't even like sports, a sports podcast about how Brett doesn't like sports. Uh, and that is available. I hate sports so much.
3: I know nothing about them. I don't spend my time yeah. thinking but, about them.
1: Find me Alrighty. on social media. at <laughs> Sorry. Jeff,
2: Sorry, and,
1: uh, Bye. All right. Okay. This was good. We should get out of here.
2: All right. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the
3: Brett Raider rookie card, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. The that's Deep, that deep South London accent, bro. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We love London.
1: you. Spot of
3: tea. Oh!
2: a